all of all of my friends are runners who do 100Ks and 50Ks all the time. And um, when I was running with them, like something that was maybe a longer run for me wasn't necessarily as long a run for them. So their fueling strategies were always so much different than mine. And I started thinking like, oh, maybe like I don't, don't need to bring a water bottle every time or, oh, I don't need to bring a snack. They don't bring a snack. And I constantly started to notice as time went on, as I was running more, I was like, I am always tired. No matter what I do, I finish a run. I can't get anything done for the rest of the day because I'm just exhausted. Or I would get halfway through my run and I would just not even want to be there anymore because I was so tired. This episode is powered by UCAN. Whether you are looking for food to eat before a run or even during a run and you don't want it to upset your stomach or... If you're looking for that mid-morning or afternoon snack to power you through your workday, I have the Jack of All Trades UCAN product for you. It is their great tasting energy bars. My personal favorite is the salted peanut butter, which is dairy free, but I have many clients who just love the chocolate fudge energy bar. No matter which flavor you choose, you really can't go wrong because each bar packs a punch without compromising your health. With gluten-free ingredients and low sugar, they provide up to 75 minutes of steady energy with no spikes, crashes, or jitters to remain easy on your stomach. You know how important it is to implement a simple, easy-to-use nutrition strategy to fuel your body in order to grow as a runner. Fuel smarter now and get 20% off of all of your UCAN orders just for being a part of this community. Simply go to youcan.co forward slash healthy runner. That's youcan.co, not .com. Or just click the special link I have for you in the show notes and grab your 20% off when you pop in the code healthy runner. Go ahead and give this versatile tool in your runner's toolbox a try. I know you're just going to love Youcan's energy bars. Now let's get into this week's episode. Are you constantly worried about getting injured or you don't know how to get faster as a runner and you want to continue to run for stress relief, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to Healthy Runner, the only place that provides you with training tips, injury recovery, and prevention tools with actionable strategies by experts in the running industry so you can develop a stronger running body and feel confident that you can overcome any obstacle as a runner. I'm your host, Dr. Dwayne Scotty, avid runner, running physical therapist and coach, educator, founder of Spark Healthy Runner, where we help dedicated runners get stronger, run faster, and enjoy lifelong injury-free running with the perfect online running coach, even if you've been told to stop running with an injury or you think coaching is just for fast runners. Learn more about our signature coaching program at learn.sparkhealthyrunner.com. Every week on the show, we coach you to grow as a runner, just like the process of building a strong, durable home that will last a lifetime requiring little maintenance. The design and planning is your mindset. The foundation is your strength training. The framing is your run plan. The electrical and plumbing is your nutrition. The insulation, drywall, and flooring is your recovery. The landscaping and exterior is your race strategy. If you master the six parts of growing as a runner, your running will be strong and last long, hitting PRs well into your 40s, 50s, and beyond. 
Every week, we help a runner just like you build their dream home. I'm your host, Dr. Dwayne Scotty. Welcome to the Healthy Runner Podcast. Have you been struggling with nagging injuries like knee pain or plantar fasciitis and you thought you would never run pain-free again? Do you feel so lethargic and tired because you're not getting in the proper amount of nutrition to fuel all the exercise and running that you're doing? Those are the things that Rachel was struggling with prior to getting guidance with myself as her running physical therapist and coach and Brooke our running registered dietitian at Spark Healthy Runner. Once Rachel got clarity on where she needed to focus her efforts with her training, she not only felt better as an athlete, but just completed her first road marathon and exceeded all her expectations. We're just so proud of her. And Rachel is not only a trail runner, a serious rock climber, and now marathoner, but she is a pretty awesome person who not only is driven, but takes action on getting guidance, which we don't see a whole lot in our younger 20-something-year-old runners. And I respect that in Rachel, um, that she has the humility to know when is the right time to ask for help. So thank you for coming into mine and Brooke's world and agreeing to share your story here with us today, Rachel. Yeah, thanks, Dwayne. Happy to be here. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for you to share your story. And if you're listening to this right now or watching this and you're a goal-oriented person and don't want to worry and question whether you'll be able to like get your daily runs in for stress relief, then you're going to want to listen to Rachel's transformation as I'm sure it will resonate with what she has to say today. And if you don't mind, Rachel, can you tell us how old you are, what you do for a living, and how you got interested in running? Yeah, so um, I actually did turn 30. <laughs> so, oh, congratulations. Yep. So you, yeah. <laughs> you, yeah, new decade here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, new decade and definitely 30s. You know, everyone jokes around about, oh, wait till you turn 30. All the things you got away with in your 20s won't won't necessarily work for you anymore. And that definitely became the case for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, 30 now, I work as a dental hygienist. Um, so I work in a general practice right now, working four days a week, which are long days. So definitely got into running as something that was a little bit easier to do, like before work, after work, I used to more prominently just rock climb, which is a little bit harder to get into when you're pressed on time. Um, really got into running. Most of my family members run. Um, my grandfather actually was a huge marathoner. He's done all the big marathons. And um, I don't know, it kind of just sparked my interest to give running a try. And then when I first started running, I was mostly into trail running especially with all the rock climbing. I was just mostly used to being in the woods. And for whatever reason, after doing a few trail runs, I decided to just start giving road running a try. And uh, that's kind of where <laughs> where I got to in the last year or so. And, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I think that is, that's when you started uh, listening to the podcast, if I remember correctly. Yes. So last year I had just started getting into doing like a little bit longer races. And while I was training for them, I 
just so happened to look up like running podcast. I think the first one that I looked up, I was looking for, I actually think I was looking for fuel, like, oh, like what's a good like fueling strategy. And actually the first podcast that popped up that I looked for was the Spark Healthy Running Podcast. And it was actually funny. I listened to quite a few of the podcasts. I thought it was awesome. And then I had brought up to a friend like, wow, I found this awesome podcast. My friend laughed at me and she said, you know that Dwayne works like 30 minutes from where you live, right? I had absolutely (laughs) no idea. Kelsey, shout out. Yeah. (laughs) My friend Kelsey was like, you know, he's, he's pretty close by. So when I started actually running into some like more specific questions, you know, finding out how close I was to you, I was like, oh, it seems like a no brainer. I should probably reach out. Yeah. And I'm so glad uh, that you did. And yeah, I think it's, um, you know, not so much common that uh, a lot of people do rock climbing, right? Like you're like a serious rock climber. Like, can you just explain to everyone (laughs) how, how many hours do you train for rock climbing? Like maybe yeah. give me like your longest session during the week <laughs> and then how many hours a week do you train for rock climbing? Yeah. So rock climbing, it's very different than running or like a lot of other sports because you really do have to pull yourself out of the mindset of constantly trying to send a climb or like do like a specific climb and kind of get yourself more in the mindset of like every time I go, I'm trying to improve because it's really easy when you're climbing to just constantly be trying to like get the next climb, get the next climb. So training kind of looks a little different. Climbing training also looks different in the sense that it's a very different type of movement. There's so many different things you need to train. Um, So obviously, you know, you need to work on your strength to an extent, but you also have to work on your flexibility and you have to work on your finger strength and you have to work on your dynamic movement and you have to work on your footwork And you have to not overdo it because it's really easy to hurt your fingers. So there's a lot that goes into it. Um, I'm pretty fortunate that a lot of the climbing stuff that I got into came from my dad. So my dad actually is a rock climber. He got me into it when I was a kid. So I grew up in the woods with my dad, putting me on random climbs in the woods. And (laughs) so a lot of the, the gear and the safety stuff that, goes along with climbing because with the type of climbing that I typically do, it, it's called traditional or trad climbing. You put gear in the rock and you have to set up all your own anchors and you set up all your own safety. So I kind of grew up doing that. So I was pretty lucky in that sense. So as far as you know, the time commitment for that, it's been a lot less, but the time commitment for training was usually like training was three times a week for like two to three hours. And then usually was like just climbing like one to two days. And sometimes that was like 12 hours. You know, if you're doing a day outside, I mean, you're out there from (laughs) sunup to sundown. So it's a lot of time and I still do climb, but it's nice to do a little bit of both. (laughs) Yeah. So you were doing a lot of exercise and activity when we uh, first met and that was you know, something that we definitely needed to balance, right? Um, in how much training that you were doing. But um, I, I think it is great that you decided to kind of take on a newer challenge and kind of got into trail running and then decided like, hey, I want to actually like do a road marathon um, one day and, you know, start running actually on the roads. 
And it is just so great to kind of challenge yourself and, you know, in different ways. And someone listening to this right now, most likely is not a rock climber. Um, but if you are like kudos to you, like you got super strong, like grip strength and like shoulder stability and scapular strength, um, which I definitely appreciated. It brought me back into my days when I used to work with a lot of gymnasts, um, who had really, you know, really strong upper body strength. Um, but thank you for sharing, um, kind of some of your background there. And I think even though you just turned 30, you might still be the officially youngest person I've ever had on the podcast um, and sharing your story. <laughs> um, so if you're listening to this right now and you're currently battling an injury or your trouble having, you know, getting enough energy in the exercise that you want to do, and even if you're young, and you're 30 or in your 20s, uh, like Rachel, it is my hope that her sharing her story today will really provide you some inspiration and, you know, think about what's possible to overcome some of these sticking points and not only run pain-free, but feel good and crush some amazing goals that you have for yourself, like Rachel did running her first road marathon. And I know it can be frustrating and you might even feel like defeated if you were like Rachel, then you would probably have tried like decreasing your mileage, foam rolling, doing some strength plans, doing all the things you could do on your own, but you still feel like something is missing or keeping you from reaching your goals. And these frustrations, sticking points can be overcome. And Rachel is just one of our spark winners from our Healthy Runner coaching program who has accomplished some amazing things with her running her health, her lifestyle, and these tips can help you if you're struggling with a similar issue. So Rachel, if we can kind of dive into, you know, the situation that you were really facing um, that really prompted you to actually reach out to me um, initially. And, you know, what were some of the main problem areas that you really decided to sign up for the program? Yeah. So a lot of it started right around the time I had just finished my first um, ultra race. So I did a 32 mile race for the first time after having only been running for, I don't know, maybe two years, if that. <laughs> so I really didn't have any background on recovery whatsoever. And right after I did this race, I, you know, within a few days went right back into running and then just decided, oh, you know, like I'm going to, I'm going to do the Manchester road race, which just so happened to be five days after the, the ultra yeah. race. <laughs> um, not a great idea. I know now. And then I just kept, kept going for runs. I was like, oh, you know, maybe I'll try to get a little bit faster. So I started like doing speed workouts that some of my friends who are also runners were doing. Um, I remember I ran for anyone who knows, um, Castle Craig, anyone in Connecticut knows there's a, there's a park with a really steep hill. Um, it's like this three mile hill. Um, decided to run up and down it a bunch of times as like a training race and like sprint down it for like absolutely no reason. Just, you know, <laughs> thought like, Oh, this is, this is going to be great training. Um, and then my knee started to bother me and, you know, I, I did what I think a lot of people do and I took some Advil and I taped my knees and I said, oh, it'll be fine. And I just kind of continued to do that. And then it started to get really bad. So then I started taking some time off from running. So I said, you know, I'll take a week off. And then 
when I would start running again, the pain would immediately start and then the pain would get worse. So then I would take some more time off and then the pain would come back and it would get worse. And it was like this constant cycle where every single time I tried to run again, the pain just kept getting worse. And it got to the point where even if I was trying to run like really slowly, really flat, like no matter what I did, my knee would start to hurt. Um, so I kind of took a step back and I said, you know, I just got into running. I was really enjoying it. Um, clearly I don't know (laughs) what to do in order to improve this on my own. So I've been listening to this podcast and I, turns out that Dwayne that I've been listening to is right down the street for me. So (laughs) (laughs) I said, it seems like a no brainer to reach out. Um, so that was, that was about the time that I said, all right, enough's enough. Yeah. And I remember that, um, you know, you had told me that you tried doing some road running and like the pain was worse than when Mm -hmm. you were on the trails. And I know initially too, based upon, you know, some of your kind of digging into like, Hey, what's causing your knee pain? Um, you know, you had a, you had a sense that it was probably like the patellar tendon. And then when we kind of went through, you know, the full exam and really taking a look at what was going on, that it was actually the IT band um, that was kind of the culprit on the outside of your knee there. And this is definitely a common condition when someone does too much too soon, especially downhill running. And, you know, so that definitely was a, a trigger there. And, you know, I do get a lot of younger runners like yourself in their upper 20s, you know, lower 30s that, you know, reach out to me and say, you know, okay, what what's causing my pain? You know, what can I do? Um, and usually people, you know, honestly, I want to be quite frank with you. Usually people your age uh, want to just like follow some YouTube videos, try it on their own. And I'm just kind of curious because clearly like you wanted to take a different path. And I'm, I'm curious to hear, you know, what made you like pull the trigger on getting some specific guidance with this? So, for me, it was, it was, it was that every time you look up like runners, runner pain, or like, you know, my knees bother me while running, everything that comes up obviously says like, oh, you have runner's knee, you have runner's knee, but everything that runner's knee, like quote unquote, like described, I was like, that's, that's not my knee. Like that's, you know, not the same spot that my knee's bothering me. That's not the same pain. I've been doing like the workouts that it says the runner's knee would benefit from and like none of them were working and actually my I remember now my foot started to bother me and I was like oh no like now am I getting plantar fasciitis too like I was like you know so I was like clearly like it's not runner's knee clearly what I'm doing is absolutely not doing anything for it and I could tell just based on when my knee was bothering me and the, the activities that were bothering me I was like I, I definitely don't know exactly what's wrong and I'd rather go to someone who can tell me one, like exactly what happened to my knee, like what's causing it and how to actually rehab it so it doesn't just keep getting hurt again. Yeah. And I'm, I'm so glad that you did, honestly. Were there any hesitations about, you know, starting to work together? No, <laughs> no. Okay. All right. Um, and, you know, once we kind of, you know, really dove into like, what were the specific problem areas, uh, that were causing this pain? I remember we picked up on, you know, definitely some running form, uh, errors and a common one that I do see a lot in, in, you know, younger runners just starting out like yourself is kind of that overstriding. 
And I remember we kind of identified that um, early on, as well as some limited ankle mobility um, or flexibility in the IT band and and in your quads and kind of put you on a plan where to really, you know, hone in on those areas. And, you know, as we really started working together, um, you know, what were some of the things that you felt were like helpful as, as we started working together? So definitely in the beginning, I loved something that really stood out to me was our initial intake. I mean, I think we were together for like two hours. I mean, it was very thorough. Like there were very few questions I had at the end of that because I felt like, okay, I really know like these are the problems and this is how we're going to fix it. And I remember I was definitely a little overwhelmed at first when I saw the plan like, oh, I'm going to be doing all of these things. But it all came together really easily because it was all laid out really nicely for me as to like how I should be doing all the exercises. I do remember at first thinking like, oh, this looks so boring. Because, <laughs> you know, you go from, you know, I really want to be doing all these like fast paced runs and I want to just get in there like I was doing. But seeing how, you know, getting started, how good the exercises felt like you immediately can feel the difference in your legs. Like you can feel like, Oh, it almost feels like someone's like taking my knee and like holding it together. Like it feels really comfortable. Like after doing those types of runs and then doing um, the exercises and the runs together and doing like the run walk intervals, just seeing how much better my body was feeling and how much more energy I was having, like immediately like started feeling really good. Yeah. And I, I do remember that because I, it did require um, a lot of education and, you know, really, because I could tell you were a little skeptical in the beginning and was like, like, you know, I, I felt like you were saying to me like, dude, do you realize like type of athlete I am? Like, you're <laughs> going to have me just like do a little walking and running. Like, how is this going to help me? And I was like, trust me, like we need to kind of almost take a step back, right? Because you basically taught your body how to run a certain way. And we were kind of correcting some of those things. And actually now just randomly, I thought about the videos that you shot and, and there were some like <laughs> funny videos that you sent. Yeah. And you were like, don't run like that. Don't do that. <laughs> you were like, do not do that. <laughs> but we and, did solve it. <laughs> yeah. And because the whole goal was like, we were trying to like restore your fundamental running movement patterns and like teach your body how to run the right way and now build up your strength in your body as you start to build up like the amount of running you were doing, the speed, all of that stuff. Um, and I remember, yeah, definitely having the conversation about speed and like how fast you were running and to like keep things easy to allow your body and your tissues to adapt to the demands of running. And um, yeah, I, I'm just so glad that you bought in, right? And you trusted uh, the process and trusted, yeah. you know, what I was kind of educating you on. And yeah, I'm just so glad that after really those 16 weeks of us working together. And even I feel like it was probably around eight to 10 week mark. You were essentially like pain free for the most yeah. part. Um, and we were really starting to progress your running. Then you went on some like amazing vacations, like mm -hmm. rock climbing and running in the woods. And yeah, yeah, you were like loving it and, you know, having, having good old time and like not having to worry about your knee pain, which, um, was pretty awesome. Uh, so yeah, that was, that was yeah. one of the crazy things. I remember my, one of my short-term goals was my husband and I were going to Hawaii and I really wanted to be able to do 
like hiking and running and climbing and not feel pain. And I was nervous because it was only like a few months into working with you. And like, I was completely pain free. Uh, Like, and it was, to me, it was like magic because I couldn't believe how many times I tried and tried and tried and tried to get out of pain. It just would not go away. And then we worked together for like a month and a half and it was gone. Yeah. Yeah, I know. That was awesome. I remember, that's right. I remember some of the messages you were sending me to um, while you were on vacation. And yeah, I'm just so happy that you got to experience that because yeah, Hawaii is just like magical, right? Um, yeah. It's an amazing yeah. place. And especially like what you were doing there. Um, yeah. When I went way back when for my honeymoon, like I am no like hiker and rock climber. I did like diamond head on like Oahu, which is like, everyone does that. Right? Yeah. It wasn't like anything extreme by any means. Um, so I could just imagine uh, some of the trails that you were on, but kind of shifting gears a little bit to, you know, some of the fueling struggles that you were facing that really prompted you. So once we were you know, kind of got you pain free and you were back to running and you're out in the woods and you're doing some road running. You know, we started having you work with Brooke on our team, mm-hmm. our registered dietitian. And what were some of the fueling struggles that you were really facing um, that, you know, prompted you to start working with Brooke? Yeah. So I, I kind of realized, you know, again, I'd only been running for a very short period of time. And so we'd finally got me out of pain. I was finally able to like increase my miles again. But what I had never really thought about before was like how I should be feeling during any of my runs. And I think some of my, my problems that I was end up ending up having was I had a lot of friends that I ran with who have been runners for forever, like runners in high school, runners all through college. And I mean, all of, all of my friends are runners who do 100Ks and 50Ks all the time. And um, when I was running with them, like something that was maybe a longer run for me wasn't necessarily as long a run for them. So their fueling strategies were always so much different than mine. And I started thinking like, oh, maybe like I don't, I don't need to bring a water bottle every time or, oh, I don't need to bring a snack. They don't bring a snack. And I constantly started to notice as time went on, as I was running more, I was like, I am always tired. No matter what I do, I finish a run. I can't get anything done for the rest of the day because I'm just exhausted. Or I would get halfway through my run and I would just not even want to be there anymore because I was so tired. Um, And I also found, I was like, I have no idea what I should be eating because all of a sudden I realized I was like, I feel like I'm burning through calories really quickly. Um, But you know, under fueling, it just happens so quickly. You don't really think about it until all of a sudden you're so hungry. And every time I was like, all right, no, I think I'm, I think I'm eating enough now. All of a sudden I would find myself super hungry in a, in a few hours. And especially in my runs, like the days that I would go for runs, I felt like I was hungry the whole day and I was always in a fog. So I, I was like, you know what? Like, you know, think I'm good with Dwayne, but maybe I'll <laughs> reach out to Brooke <laughs> and see what things are looking like on the other side. Um, so that's kind of how I started working with Brooke there. Yeah. And it is a, a common problem and struggle point that um, many runners have. And I usually find this, you know, for runners kind of starting out, right? Like in their first five years of running, because it does place different demands on the body. And like you said, sometimes the side effects, you don't even realize and like put two and two together that it could be nutrition. You just think, oh, I maybe have a headache or like I just feel tired after run because I'm not conditioned enough 
or my body's just not used to it yet. And it could be something simple as, you know, getting in the proper fueling for the activity you're doing. And like with you, as we mentioned earlier, like you were doing a lot of activity throughout your week as it was like with training for climbing, with doing climbing, with running, right? Like you were doing a lot of forms of exercise and that's definitely requiring a lot of energy and you're burning a lot of energy. Um, so you need to supplement that with the proper nutrition and fuel. And, you know, what was most helpful um, with the guidance that you got from uh, working with Brooke? So Brooke, Brooke was also just unbelievably helpful. Um, she was really able to put together not only a plan for like, this is what you should be doing during your runs, but she basically like put a plan together for like all of my meals. So working with Brooke, we kind of went over like what my typical week was as far as activity goes. And then we broke down like exactly when I could be eating based on like what my work schedule was and what my workout schedule was going to be as well. And exactly how I should be eating. So something as simple as I was like, oh, I have a really hard time like finding a break during my work day to actually drink water and have a snack. She was like, okay, this is the snack you're going to have. And water through a straw. She was like, you have to drink your water through a straw, which it's like, what big a difference can that make? For me, all the difference, I drink water all the time now because of Brooke, just from that one simple thing. But she kind of just why, found, why is that? She said it just eliminates a step. She was like, it just okay. one extra step you don't have to do because you just hold the water bottle really quickly. Yeah. Whatever reason. Okay. Worked really nice. well for me. Nice little Fun tip. Fun fact, I actually told all my coworkers about this tip and a lot of them use it now. So nice. <laughs> converted a lot of people <laughs> to drinking water through a straw. I love that. <laughs> See, you're like influencing others. I love it. <laughs> and um, other things like she kind of not only helped me with like, like what macronutrients I should be eating, but even just like coming up with different meals and ways to not get like what she called like palate fatigue, like this is how you can like eat different things and what different things you could eat, um, which was unbelievably healthy or um, helpful for me because I just constantly was feeling like I have absolutely no idea what I should be eating or when I should be eating. So it was even just when you get out of work, this is the kind of snack you should have. Like after your workout, this is the kind of snack you should have. If it gets too late at night, but you still need to eat, this is the kind of snack you should have. And the other thing that she really helped me with is pretty much realizing like anytime I think to myself, like, do I really need to eat something? The answer is yes. <laughs> um, she constantly was saying, you know, as a runner, like you need so many more calories and it's hard because when you go out and you, you read things about like how much the average person should be eating, it's so much more different for someone who's running a lot of miles. So it was really helpful to have Brooke to help me with that. And then she also obviously helped me fueling during my runs. So one of the biggest things that she helped me with was how to not just completely bonk because that was one of my biggest problems was I would get, you know, halfway through a run or I would get almost through an entire run and I would just feel like so exhausted and so tired. And I actually um, was just talking to Brooke about this too, is that I did a half marathon and my sister was like poking fun at me. She was like, why are you wearing a vest? She was like, no one else is wearing a vest. But I had always, Brooke told me that's the best way to drink, drink water for me. Mm -hmm. And, um, didn't bring it, didn't drink enough water, completely bonked. 
So that kind of is what prompted me to run the marathon, did exactly what Brooke told me to do, finished the marathon at a faster pace, didn't bonk at all. I was like, oh, look at that. <laughs> Wait, so your average pace for the marathon was actually faster than what you ran that half? It was it was about the same and some of the splits were faster. Wow. That's yeah. like unheard of. <laughs> a lot honestly. of the splits were faster, yeah. <laughs> That's like unheard of. <laughs> so I, That's I, amazing. I'll, yeah, it just goes to show, I mean, definitely like fueling during your runs the right way is like insanely important. Um, and even kind of just going along with that too, um, beyond the nutrition part, I just kept waiting to get injured during my training or even like after the marathon, I kept waiting. Like I was like, all right, I did everything Brooke told me to do to eat and I followed Dwayne's strength protocol, but something's going to start to hurt. I just ran a marathon and like nothing no nice. tweets, no nothing. Nice. So I love that. About that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, awesome. Yeah. So this was just recent, like a little over a week ago, mm-hmm. right? You ran your first road marathon. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And so you didn't bonk. <laughs> I didn't. You actually, yeah. Did you have a specific goal? Like what were your goals? And, and it doesn't need to be a time goal. Was it like more of a process goal? Like just to finish? Like yeah, what, so, what were some of the goals for your race? So my... My main goal for the race was not to hit the wall. Like that was like my one goal. I was like, I want to maintain a consistent pace because I was trying to be a little more realistic and say, you know, this is the first time I'm doing this and I want to enjoy it. Um, Like I want to enjoy the process, like see how it goes. I want to like have fun on the, on the course. I was like, I don't want to just go out there and like hammer down and, you know, go too fast or something like that, because I don't, I don't know what my pace is yet. Cause I've never done it. So that was my one goal was to just maintain a pace, which I did. So <laughs> I was happy about that. That's amazing. Yeah. That's, oh, I just love that. And I love hearing that for someone's first like marathon, because yeah, we're big believers in, in, you know, setting realistic goals, number one, and, you know, having you actually enjoy the first experience because, I know my first experience, I did not enjoy. That's why it took me five years to go back for my <laughs> second uh, marathon. And there's so many people who, same thing, you know, hit a wall, cramp up. Um, it's just painful uh, or you get injured and you just, you know, it, it's not something that you really want to go back and do again. Um, so, yeah, I guess, have you even started to think about um you know, what would be next? Would you go back again for another marathon? Yeah. So I actually, I just, I actually just talked with Brooke Monday. Um, so we had just talked about this, but I'm actually signed up for, um, a race in New York through it's, I, I found it because I, one of the places that my husband, I love to rock climb is at the Mohawk preserve. They call it oh, the yeah. Dunks, yeah, and they do a 50 mile race there every year. So I'm nice up for that. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. Very so cool. That'll and be the next race. Awesome. And yeah, based upon your experience dealing with like the knee pain, the foot pain, um, the underfueling, do you have any recommendations for someone who is struggling with similar issues? Yeah. So honestly, when I when I take a step back and I go through everything, like finding finding answers and sticking to a good strength training plan um, that's tailored more to you makes like a world of difference. 
because um, really ever since we worked on the the strength that we did, not only do I feel like I have like a better understanding of what muscles need to be strengthened and um, the importance of what muscles need to be strengthened, but I just have been so much so pain free. Like no matter what kind of runs I've done or what miles I've increased or speed workouts I've done, like I don't have any pain and it's something I don't worry about. So I definitely would say finding the right strength training plan. Um, And even too, I mean, something that really helped me with my marathon, and I'm not just saying this, this is just kind of the truth, but um, a lot, like really a lot of the stuff that you guys talk about in your podcasts can just be really helpful, even from just a mindset standpoint. Um, So a lot of the information is helpful, like almost everything you talked about in the um, marathon tip podcast that you did, where you were Mm -hmm. like, oh, you know, tips for, you know, race day. Were yep. like I to a T wrote them all down. I was like, I need to do all these things, and they definitely were helpful. Um, and even just kind of some of the mindset stuff that you talk about a lot, I think is so important for everyone to hear. Um, but just talking about like, you know, some people they get this this time goal in their head that's this this number that someone came up with and was like, Oh, you should do it and under this time. And regardless of whether or not that's realistic for you, people get get it stuck in their head. Cause I was definitely guilty of that of saying, oh, well, like, you know, my friends can do it in this time. And everyone says, this is a good time. When you look up marathon times and half marathon times, this is what I should be doing. Or what's the point in trying to run if I'm not fast? So I think listening more to your podcast was really helpful in saying like, well, no, it's not about like what other people are doing. It's like, what's realistic for you? Like, what's a good goal for you? And how can you achieve it versus just kind of like, oh, whatever, whatever everybody else is doing. Right, right. Yeah, just making sure that you are keeping it tailored to to where you're at in your journey, right? Because we're yeah. all at different journeys, um, at different points of a running journey. And yeah, no, I'm so glad that that uh, has been helpful. And from what I heard from kind of your tips is to kind of really make sure someone's doing the proper amount of strength, the right type of strength, maybe strength training that's specific for runners and doing strength training in general, right? Like so many runners who don't do strength training. Um, So you found that super helpful. Um, And then also getting in the right mindset and, Mm -hmm. you know, just becoming educated on race strategy. I've kind of heard from what you gave there as well as setting realistic expectations, right? And having that right mindset and uh setting realistic goals um for yourself so those are gold tips right those are like yeah those are gold so yeah you guys have heard it from me like many times before so if you don't believe anything i say like listen to rachel (laughs) here um she just completed her first marathon and she did it pain-free and didn't hit a wall so it is possible guys and i know you know so many people are you know, scared of that and they worry about that. And yeah, Rachel, like, I'm just like so proud of you, honestly, because again, it is usually like the, um, you know, we definitely have runners your age in our program, um, but it's not that common. It is usually, um, you know, when you get in your 40s, 50s, you get wiser as you get older, like myself. I can put myself in that category where you're like, okay, I need to do this the right way. Like, and you kind of focus on doing things the right way. But like, I just love how you, 
you have started doing this at such a young age, like I'm just like excited to honestly see where your running journey takes you and you're going to be doing like some incredible things. I, I don't know. I'm going to see you at like the top of Everest or something one day <laughs> and you're like taking a picture. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm just so excited to like see, you know, where your running journey goes. And I really appreciate you sharing your story and your journey with us here today. Um, and if anyone's listening to this right now and any of this resonated with you, um, my question is really, are you ready to take action and get the guidance of combined injury and nutritional support so you can unlock your greatest potential as a runner like Rachel did? And you can get stronger, run faster, and become a lifelong injury-free runner with our 16-week one-on-one Healthy Runner Coaching Plus Nutrition Package. So you can get the support, structure, and accountability from myself as your running PT and coach and Brooke as your running registered dietitian with personalized, easy to follow plans tailored to your unique needs and busy life. And this really includes all that our signature Healthy Runner Coaching Program offers with customized strength training for running and detailed run plan, but also includes an initial 60-minute session with Brooke, two follow-up sessions of 30 to 45 minutes, um, filling out a detailed like nutrition intake form, food tracking for a week, sessions with Brooke that include specific guidance on fueling based on your food log and addresses your questions. Um, and she also really provides you the tools. And I think this came out uh, through what you shared, Rachel, is, is the tools of kind of a meal pattern. And it's not a meal plan where it's like, you must eat this, you know, this many days a week and, you know, a quote unquote diet, right? She really provides you that like meal pattern and suggestions. So you understand the strategies and now you have the tools, you're empowered and you know how to actually apply those tools um, versus just like following a plan or a quote unquote diet that isn't going to stick for the long run. So we're all about like longevity here. And I'm just, so excited uh, to kind of offer this coaching plus nutrition package in 2024. And yeah, this has just been so great uh, having you share your story and journey. Rachel, I know Brooke, uh, speaking for her, she's just so proud of you. I'm super proud of you. Um, And you know, if you're out there and you're struggling with these things, you know, this stuff is possible to get over. So don't think like you can't be a runner or, you know, you're always going to have knee pain, you know, running's just not good for your body or running's bad for your knees. Like all of those are not true. <laughs> those are myths. Um, so if you want to learn more about our, our program, uh, you can get a little behind the scenes video and a tour of our coaching program. Just go to learn.sparkhealthyrunner.com forward slash coaching. And thank you again, Rachel. I really, really appreciate you sharing your story and your tips and your wisdom. Um, And I look forward to seeing your continued uh, journey and see see you crush this uh, upcoming race in uh, Mohawk. Thank you. Yeah. And as always, runners, let's maintain a strong mind, a strong body, and let's just keep on running. Until next time. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Healthy Runner Podcast, where we help you get stronger, run faster, and enjoy lifelong injury-free running. If you found this content valuable, here's five ways we can help you grow as a runner for free. 
One, grab a free copy of our six steps to growing as a runner framework at learn.sparkhealthyrunner.com forward slash grow. Two, follow our Instagram page at sparkhealthyrunner. Three, join our free group by searching Healthy Runner in Facebook. Four, subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash sparkhealthyrunner. Five, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more experts in the running field and bring those lessons and trainings back here right to you. Don't forget, hit the subscribe button on Apple Podcasts or the follow button on Spotify so you don't miss the next episode of Healthy Runner so you can maintain a strong mind, a strong body, and just keep running. Lastly, if you've been struggling with the constant injury cycle, not eating the right foods for running, or not getting faster as a runner, and you are ready to invest in becoming a lifelong injury-free runner, head to sparkhealthyrunner.com forward slash coaching to apply for a one-on-one signature coaching program. Thank you again. I really, truly mean it from the bottom of my heart that I appreciate you for listening and sharing this podcast with a running friend who can use the help. Now go and crush your run today. See you next week.